I mean, at one point, you would have found me a club champion in Dickies, a belt buckle, trucker hat, and I had earrings and frosted tips. Are you custom made, custom paid, or you just custom fitted? Welcome to another Fits with the Founder. I'm your founder, Nick, and I'm here with Cassie. Hello, I'm back. Back. <laughs> I didn't listen to the Joe episode. Was it good? <laughs> yes, it was fine. I asked Joe, I'm like, did you listen to it? And he's like, no. You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I don't know. It's weird listening to yourself. So I don't, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I just don't listen to ours always. Yeah. Um, no, it was fine. It was, uh, there was definitely uh, less feminine energy, obviously. Yeah. But I, I needed more, I needed more energy out of Joe. Yeah. I told him that afterwards. Does he, maybe he doesn't listen enough to know that like we just while out and say whatever we want. Yeah. Well, and he's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen we, that man. We had up, more so. like Cabernet Joe instead of uh, <laughs> Red Bull Vodka Joe. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but no, it was great. It was fun. It was something different. So, uh, and you were in New York filming with Paige and sure Ian. It was. Yeah. It yeah. was great. And we saw a couple musicals. Back to the Future is now a musical. I don't know if you're a Back to the Future fan. Here's the thing. It's not that I'm not a fan, yeah. but I'm not rewatching the movies much. Gotcha. Okay. I've seen them like once or twice and that was enough. That's fair. I love the movie and the musical is pretty much plot point for plot point. The same thing. So if you like the movie, you like the musical. What What's that guy's name? Which one? My the actor. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Is, is he in it? N well, no. I mean, his character He's is, kind of funny but he's if he not. was. I know no. that's mean. No, it was really fun though. Special effects are great, so that's cool. But and we get to see Paige. Paige is amazing. We have content coming out, so that's awesome. Yeah, again, a musical is somewhere you never. If you're looking for Nick Sherburn, don't look at a musical <laughs> or any type of live performance. Well, kind of. I mean, listen, I, I I will go to a concert here and there. Yeah. Uh, it has to be the right concert in the right venue. Yeah. I used to be a huge concert goer. Little known fact about me is, at one point in my life, I was a punk rocker. I mean, at one point, you would have found me a club champion in Dickies, a belt buckle, trucker hat, and I had earrings and frosted tips. Stop. I owned 40 pairs of skater shoes, and I lived at the Metro, Fireside Bowl. Um, what were the other ones we used to go? Aragon. Pretty Are much like pictures? five days a week, I would go to these. Stop. Things. Yeah. Okay, I can't imagine. That was like a five-year period of my life during, like, college. Okay, fair. Yeah. That's a little different. I think we all had phases in college. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of a punk rocker. I was. I still love know, punk music. I was the same person as I am today. <laughs> I was an overachiever teacher's pet who was student body president. This, it all checks out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was an underachiever. Uh, <laughs> I hated school. My mom listens to this podcast. She'll, she could tell you stories about how many times I tried to quit college. Oh. Because I was doing this and I'm like, well, what do I need college for? And she's like, you need a degree. I'm like, okay. I guess if you say so. I still, to this day, I didn't go to my graduation in college. My parents bought my diploma thing for me because I didn't care if I had it or didn't have oh it. My God. And I couldn't tell you what I graduated college with. Like you don't know what degree. I know what degree I got. I got a degree in marketing. I couldn't tell you like my GPA or anything like that. Oh my God. Couldn't tell you. I would have been in trouble had I not shown up to my graduation because I was valedictorian. <laughs> so yeah, no, been like something's missing here. Didn't go. <laughs> um, looking back at it, maybe should have gone for my parents' sake, but I had no interest, so it didn't go. Yeah, we are. We are where we are now. Yeah, we are where we are. Uh, it all works out. Where we are is in the off season, technically. Yeah. Um, basically, nothing really going on other than preparing for the Ryder Cup. 
Well, I mean, there's football going on. Okay, but this there's is a golf podcast. Golf related going on. <laughs> we'll get to football. I was gonna say I kind of needed this. I needed this. I need football season to be back. There's a little coldness in the air. Yeah, you got that testosterone going. I love it. It's well, fall is my favorite season because I'm a crazy Halloween lady. So I'm sure we'll talk Fall's about that. Fall's my favorite season as well, as it should be. Yeah. Um. So we'll, we'll definitely get into that. Not so much in this podcast because it is still September. But when we get to October, we're gonna talk spooky season. We're gonna do it. Um. But we gotta we gotta get through Rome first, right? So. So um, practice rounds happening at Marco Simone. I, I don't know. They say they like the course. It's a, it yeah, I mean, nice. it looks cool. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. Honestly, I didn't really know anything about it until I started reading about it because of this Ryder Cup. Yeah. Never really thought about golf in Rome. Yeah. Not, not my first uh, bucket yeah. list item if I go there. Yeah. I never really <laughs> thought about any of that. So no, it, it, me and Joe talked about it in nauseam, so I won't get into it. And we're going to talk about it a little bit here, but you know, I think everybody's well aware that I'm a USA kind of guy through yeah. and through. Like I wave American flag everywhere. <laughs> I think our house has like over a hundred American flags in it. I have flagpoles at both of my homes and I carry a flag high on a pole. I'm worried for the US. As you should be. I am worried. I don't like the picks. Yeah. I didn't think they were the right picks. I think it, we turned into a popularity contest. I think we did it for clicks. <laughs> And here we are. Uh, I, that, agree. That, I agree. That European team looks hard to beat. Oh, today. they're stacked, dude. Yeah. They're stacked. Uh, and I'm not mad at it because I think that if we're going to lose one, I'm okay with it being on the road. But also, it's like a 30-year stretch of us losing yeah. on the road. And I'm kind of tired of it. Not going to lie. Especially after we whooped them at whistling. So hopefully my uh, Debbie Downer attitude <laughs> Hopefully somebody's listening. Hopefully there's more people with Debbie Downer attitudes. Actually, maybe that's what we should do as US. You guys suck. You're going to lose. It's motivation. They play into it. Reverse they eat psychology. It. Yes. And they win <laughs> for us because I will be pulling hard. And I mean, super hard for the USA. Do not get me wrong. I'm just concerned. I'm we should just, be. All the data's come out. So like Golf Digest did like a deep dive. And they always do it, you know, in the, the clickbaity title where it's like the most in-depth data you've ever seen on the Ryder Cup, whatever. Well, if you read through it, like all of the data suggests that we're going to get spanked. And we probably will, but yeah, whatever. What is it? The 29th end of the month. So it's still two weeks away. Yep. But it's, I mean, this is all we really have going on in the golf world right now is we're, we're prepping for this. So yeah, like, they did their little pony show over there and all that and getting it all going. Yeah. Isn't there a tournament though this week? The yeah, the fort, yeah, Fortnite, the Fortnite. I call it the Fortnite. <laughs> the Fortnite. I call it the Fortnite. Well, I got three kids under seven. Okay. So Fortnite's a thing for us. So yeah. whenever I see that, I just call it the Fortnite it, Open. It is the, the Fortnite Open if we want to. It's the Fortnite <laughs> Open. Yep. So, and so what's weird about that is it, realistically, the only people that you're going to see playing it are the people who miss the playoffs. But so that's like Justin well, Thomas. Well, Justin Thomas is playing in it, which yeah. is good for him. Good for him. He needs to. He needs to show me why he should be on this Ryder Cup team. Well, it's too late now. It's not like they're going to revoke the decision. Well, no, I get it. But I I just, listen, I like Justin Thomas. I just, the timing of him being on the Ryder Cup team and the way he's playing is horrible. Yep. So he needs to show me that he can pull back out as Justin Thomas and be a Justin Thomas. Yeah, we'll see. I mean. So maybe this week I'll get a little, you know, he'll play well there. Maybe, shit, if he wins. You'll feel better. Well, I'll start ramping up. Yeah. <laughs> Max Home is going to be there too as well. So like there's, I mean. The, well, he's defending it, I think, right? He, I think, yeah. Uh, I think he's that actually That guy won loves twice. the Fortnite Open. I think he's he won it twice. He sure does, yeah. So, I mean, but they're hopping around everywhere, right? So like both of them were just in Rome to do the little practice session. Now they're over in Napa to do this tournament and then they're going to hop back to Rome. So it's a busy week for at least these select few it's guys. It's so hard to fly on private jets all over the I world. Know. I don't know if Max Home was private jetting. Well, for the Ryder Cup, you can guarantee they had a charter. Plane. You think so? 
so, there. Okay. Oh yeah. I was just saying, JT if they're for taking sure. if they're taking the team over there for like a practice round like that. Oh yeah, somebody's paying for that. Yeah, Jordan was missing because Annie is expecting their second baby. There were oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense because I guess I didn't follow it super closely, but all the clips I saw and everything, I never saw him. Yeah, so, so he didn't go to the practice round because she's due like any day. Um, and there were a couple other ones that didn't go. I don't remember who though. Jim, there was there was a picture. They all did dinner or whatever. Yeah, when they were Furicor in the nineteen ninety. Yeah, <laughs> that shirt's awesome. That by the way, shirt was a wild. Well. You were too young and probably not a golfer at that time. I was, I was like six. I was in high school. That was 98. Oh, 98. So I would have been in seven. Yeah. So I was uh, like a freshman or sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still will never forget that Ryder Cup. Yeah. And I forgot a lot of Ryder Cups. I mean, more Ryder Cups I've forgotten than I remember. That one was the incredible comeback. The huge putts. You know, those shirts were atrocious, Wild. but awesome. Yeah. Well, they always used to be like that. Now they go with just the classic red, white, and blue. They should. Yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it, he was, Furyk was right. They should, they should do some throwback shirts. I, I don't disagree. I don't even know if I would do throwback, but I feel like they need to be doing like a loud mouth or something. So that way in 30 years, when we look back at it, like, oh, remember that shirt from the well, that's, I mean, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. I agree. That's what they should do. Plus, you know, there is something to be said for distractions. Mm. Okay, so like I just played my big member guests this past weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, Victor Afable from VA Composites was my partner. Of course. He flew up to be my partner. And uh, at my club, uh, it's an all-men's club. You can wear whatever you want. Okay, there is no. So I was wearing crazy T-shirts. <laughs> I wore a T-shirt that says, I, I don't remember if you, you, let's see if we get this reference. It was an orange T-shirt has a gun on it. It says, guns don't kill people. I kill people. That's from Happy Gilmore, the big dude, the construction uh, guy. That's the shirt he was wearing. It sure is. Yeah. Look at you. I bought it. And I, I saw it online. It was like on Instagram. You know, they have like the shirts from movies yeah. or whatever. I saw that one. I'm like, definitely getting that one. What else did I wear the next day? Oh, I can't even say it. It's so inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Okay. Say it, it says, you, my friend, it had a finger pointing and it goes, you, my friend, should have been swallowed. Oh, boy. Told oh, you. boy. Told you. <laughs> so my point is, is people were like, why are you wearing that? Well, you're talking about can. it. You're distracted right now. You aren't thinking about playing golf. You're thinking about my shirt. Maybe that's what the U.S. team needs to start thinking about mental warfare. Ooh, I could see it. And yeah, I feel like, like the start US wearing team some stuff like, oh, this would be a good one. I got it. I, they should just hire me as their clothing designer. Two-time World War II champ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Or two-time world war champs. That's Stop. that that would that would I mean <laughs> Okay. Well we just got way off the rails, but I I am trying to figure out how we can get this USD USA team across the finish line, but okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm there's somebody out there who's making these shirts and you know it. So. Well no, I know there's a shirt out there, I believe, that says two-time world war champ. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think Ralph Lauren is making that polo anytime soon. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> so that's that's happening. The that's Ryder, Ryder Cup, Cup is coming. Um, we'll talk about it next time as well, I'm sure. Aside from that, so uh, this week, uh, the Liberty National, Tiger Woods has his foundation. Tiger spotting. Yeah. So as soon as his bag ended up on that range for his foundation charity event, everybody lost their goddamn minds. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Naturally. So, and they're like, Myself oh my God, included. it's going to be the first time that he swung a golf club. Da, 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 da. I never really saw him swing a golf club. He just did some like chipping. Yeah. He was there to, because it's his foundation. He had his bag. He kicked some balls around. He did like one hand chipping and things yeah. like that. But oh. I agree. And everybody's like, he's back. He's back. No, he's going to be he's back. Not. He's going to be playing tournaments. I know. No, no, it's no. <laughs> I, I think he will. 
I do think he will try to play some majors in the future. For sure. But, but not, not like back. anytime soon. No, yeah. I, I, I no. I don't even think he'll be back into play like a normal tour event ever. I don't think he'll ever play a normal tour event. Um, I think he'll play the major. He'll try to play the majors when he's back. He believes he can do it. Mm. And that'll be about it. I, I just can't see him doing it. His, I will say it was fun to see him, but he looks broken. I know? think he'll, his focus. I agree with you that he'll play the majors. I think his focus will be the tomorrow, like the thing that he's doing with Rory McIlroy. I think that'll be his focus, at least in 2025. I don't it's going to be interesting to see how that thing goes. I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I think it's interesting. Prime time. Yeah, I'm here it's for gonna it. It's going to be on, what, Monday nights after Monday night football's yep. over, which, listen, I need to avoid my life then. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I like the whole, like, you know, you play sim golf, and then you turn around and you play, like, 100 yards in, like, naturally. Listen, smart by him because it's something he'll probably be able to do. Yeah, he'll actually be able to show out, which will be fun. Um, besides Tiger, so we had some college news. So we had NC State's Lauren, I think it's a live- Olivares, I think it's Olivares. You would say Leon. it better than me. I would have said yeah. Olivares. Um, Lauren Olivares Leone becomes the first woman to shoot sixty in a college in college golf history. So ever we've had a couple of guys do it, um, but she's the first female. It actually was almost going to be a fifty nine, but they uh, it wasn't her fault. She didn't get penalized for anything, but they had carded a, a birdie when she made a uh, par, so they corrected it and everything was fine. I, the course was playing relatively easy. It sounds like because there were like four or five sixty ones. But 60 is incredible. Yeah, I saw the scorecard. I think it said it was just under 60, 300 yards. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty normal for them. I don't think that's short, actually, for them either. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Something had to be on a little easier there. Yeah, and and again, like, I still even didn't an understand easy course, the whole, like, 59, 60 thing. She shot a 60. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. So it wasn't. They literally just wrote it down wrong. That's all. Correct. Yeah. Well, not on the scorecard. Like, the person keeping the score, like, you know, like how you could like go online and you can see like whatever they call it, like blue something golf. And yeah, it's yeah. like uh, you can watch like smaller events, things like that. You can follow a leaderboard there. Mm-hmm. They had it wrong is oh, what I believe. Okay. The actual score, she never had it wrong. Mm-hmm. It was they had it wrong. And so anyway, everybody thought she shot 59 because they're following this one thing. Yeah. In reality, she shot 60. Which is still crazy good. Yeah. So, I mean, good for listen, her. these kids like doesn't matter if you're a woman or a guy. They're all so good now. It's ridiculous. I know. Back when I was playing like junior, well, this isn't junior, but I'm, I'm lumping them all together. Jun, junior, college, stuff like that. Par, a couple under was a good score. Now you got to shoot like in the low 60s to win. Right. It's unbelievable. Which, good. I mean, that just means the game's growing. People are getting into it sooner. Things like that. Yeah, but congrats to her. That was awesome. Um, and then we also, so this was actually a couple weeks ago. It's been trending. So obviously Roy McIlroy played in the Irish Open because duh. But one of the, the biggest headlines was that he had a Make-A-Wish kiddo join him inside the ropes. The kid had actually asked, he has a brain tumor. Um, he had asked for a video from Rory and Rory was like, ah, man, like come play golf with me. So he was inside the ropes and it was very, very cool. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, Irish Open was just last week. Yeah. It, it I did not like see the storyline. So I only watched, uh, there was, it was on in the lodge we were staying in for the member guests and guys were watching it, but I, I didn't hear the storyline until you put it in here, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I think that's great when they take time to not only hang out with fans, but in particular, this kid would just want to, well, just make it special, like yeah. more special, more hands-on. It was really cool. Um, and then other, oh my God, other news. So we've actually talked about shadow Creek before. So it's, I got him. What it must've been last year, even two yeah. years ago, we were talking about how crazy expensive their tea times were. Their greens fee was like, thousand dollars when we talked about this last time they have raised their prices i understand i've never played shadow creek mm-hmm. 
My understanding is is that Shadow Creek is more of a place for wind to send high rollers. Yes. And stuff correct. like that. So they don't really want play. Correct. So correct. the price going up is just more of a, we don't really want anybody here but the people we want here. The issue is that it's technically considered a public course. So just reclass it as private if that's what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like there's well, a way it's Vegas. to- Yeah, it's Vegas. There's a plenty of people that will pay- 1250 yeah. to go play there. Oh, I just won, you know, five grand on the craps table. Let's go play Shadow Creek yeah. this afternoon. But you have to have like, so you have to be staying at a wind property. You have yeah. to take like their black car limo that's like owned by wind to this venue or whatever. Like you have to do certain things and check certain boxes to play there. But now it was the most expensive at a thousand. Now it's uh 1250 per person. Seems like a good deal. Does no, it? Kidding. No, <laughs> does it? Yeah, no, I would not. It's like three times the cost of playing Pebble. Two, only two, actually. Oh, yeah, because it's like six Yeah, so Pebble's up there now. And actually, like, Whistling Straits, and I love Whistling, but shit, that's, it's, you can play Whistling twice, or you can play this once. I had the chance to play Whistling the day after the Ryder Cup, and I said no, and I'm so mad at myself for that. Probably should have done that. Probably should have, although the course would have been wrecked, though. I, no, it would have been good. I, I, I don't know, it's one of my... I have some really long standing good stories of playing there. So, yeah, as I don't know, I enjoyed there's still a great viewing. video of Joe Lee trying to hit a bunker shot there that I'm saving for you know, <laughs> blackmail. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like I said, not a lot going on. Took him on. like four shots to get out of a bunker. It was okay, fantastic. but how many shot shots was he into the day? No, he had like, this. That's the best part of the story. I mean, he might have had one beer, he just. This bunker, this bunker, bunker <laughs> this bunker just took him over, just destroyed him. And that's what the best part of it, because he falls over trying to hit one of the shots because he's got his leg so high on the lip of this bunker because the ball's like resting up on the side. And instead of like trying to like take it and hit it to like a safe place, he's like, no, I'm going to try to, you know. Of course. Yeah. And it just turned into a debacle and it was fantastic. And every time I show the video to somebody. You're like, well, how drunk was he? I go, wasn't drunk at all. Oh my God. <laughs> was completely sober. It's just, it, he made a bad decision on trying to make a shot that probably wasn't a shot he should try to hit. And then fe almost fell over doing it. And then in the, in the process of it, it just kept escalating from there. <laughs> well, the good news is Joe didn't even listen to his own episode. So he's not yeah. going to listen to this. So no. it's fine. <laughs> Kind of sad I didn't bring that up with him last no, week. Missed opportunities. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it though. So let's switch into club champion news and updates. Let's do demos. What do we have coming? A lot. Uh, we had a lot go out to the store. So his two pieces of paper. Yeah. A lot. I had to like print this out. It's so much. Well, the reality is, is we have so many new stores opening, which we've talked about in here that our demo team, you know, has been just doing things in waves, trying to keep up with everything. But we had some new stuff that really needed to hit. Shafts, if we're a week late, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's not really launches with shafts, but, you know, like heads, we got to be on time. So it's finally like, okay, we got to get. So the big one was like the TaylorMade TP Reserve putters. Mm -hmm. We got uh, four of those in the in there. We have the uh, B11, the M33, the M27, and the B31. Really cool, like 303 stainless steel milled putters high in from uh, TaylorMade. I know a bunch of the TaylorMade guys have switched to it. It's really good stuff. So that's, that's, that stuff made it to the wear. And they've been out for a little while, but TaylorMade did it like a limited release at first. And so you could only order them now that we have demos in the store. Now it's getting to the shaft. So here's a couple of cool ones. So Tenzay's always had their 1K white shaft. They, they brought out the 1K in a blue shaft. So those have come to the store. We also have the Aldola has, you know, their NV line has been around for, well, shit, let's think about it, almost 30 years now. Yeah. It's got to be approaching 30 years, definitely 25 years. They're redoing all their, their shafts, so they're going to have an NV, 
uh, green and NV orange. And both of those have made their way to the stores. UST has their new link blue and red that we're adding to the stores. That UST stuff is really good. You know, we've carried UST for a while, but mostly in the iron shafts like recoil, that's what people know them for. They're, we've really branched into their wood shafts. They made a big play on getting more like they used to be more like OEM, like we'll make a shaft for OEM, which is always a little watered down. It's not as specific. It's not going to perform as well. I call it a NASCAR over an Indy car. We like Indy cars because they go faster. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they, they got this new link product that's doing really well. For folks that want, we've we've had a demand for heavier graphite, mm-hmm. iron shafts. So, uh, you know, usually graphite, people think of lighter weight. There's been some demand for getting heavier, like the same weight as steel. Okay. Now we've had like 100 gram graphite. We've had like 115 gram graphite. We've never really had much higher than that, like a 120 or 125, which is a lot of what your dynamic golds, your KBS tours, things like that. So we added the Mitsubishi MMT uh, 125 Tour X. And we also added the US, um, UST has a new Dart V in 120. We added it in Stiffen X. Okay. Taylor made wedges, the MG4. So the new MG4 wedge, actually, I think, believe that was maybe one of the wedges Tiger might have been even chipping with. But it's been popular in the PGA Tour. It just got launched in the last month. Demos are finally there. We have them right handed, left handed. We have them in 52, 56, and 60, all in the stores to demo. And we added some new grips to the demo wall. That's two thumbs. Two chains. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, every time I see the two thumb grips, I just go into two chains. So two thumbs is an interesting grip. It's been around for a while, but they're kind of relaunching. They kind of have a new feel to them. New kind of weight. They have a bunch of, they call it the OG, which is truly you put your two thumbs together. Like you can't see it, but I'm doing it. It's like two thumbs <laughs> together. And it's almost like you're praying on this grip. And then they have a bunch of other different grips now with different designs and they're, they're pretty cool. Oh. So we have the snug tour, the I'm OG light taper, logo. OG. Yeah. Oh, they're black and orange. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Halloween colors. There you go. Hell yeah. And then, uh, you know, we got the dry tag 2.0 and the golf, golf, <laughs> golf pride CPX has been out for a while, but we haven't had the demo in the store. So <laughs> we're finally getting there. So that's my demo story. There's a shitload of demos in there. We got so many great products in the store. This is a great time of year to get fit, by the way. You've played all season. You know your game. We know what products are coming and going. Come in, get fit, see what you need. We're running a $100 full bag special right now. We got putter month going right now, which is what? You buy a putter, buy a putter shaft, the putter fitting's free. Correct. We have so many great fitting specials, so many great products in the store. Get in there and get fit. Don't wait. Yep, agreed. Did you guys talk about Vancouver? Oh, yeah. So of store launches, we're going to have like three store launches, probably the next one. Well, well, October, we have like four. We have like four going in October. I guess it probably won't be our next one. It'll probably be the one after that. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll talk about like three stores we open (laughs) all at once. But what is opening this week is our Vancouver up in Canada. Woo! So let's see. We have two in Toronto. One in Calgary and now one in Vancouver. Yep, exactly. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, we'll have we'll have a lot more new store news um, in the coming weeks, though. And we're still, I mean, we still have like ten to go between now and the end of the year, which is insane. Yes. Considering it's mid September, and we're already working on the first ten for first half of next year. Crazy. Which is why these demos are so crazy because <laughs> there's demos being built everywhere. Oh my gosh. Well, that's it. Slow week for us uh, as well, other than those demos that Nick mentioned. So let's dive into some yays and nays. All right. (laughs) I already know Nick's answer to some of these. So (laughs) Um, the first one is yay or nay pranks on the golf course. Well, 
Huge. Yeah, I knew. So me and Vic tried to run the the rubber snake prank. Were you just like leave a snake in the hole? Or? Yeah, well, we tried it a couple different places. Okay. The problem is, is in Illinois, people aren't used to seeing snakes. Yeah. So like we had, what was good is it was like more of a black snake because you ain't going to see a rattlesnake unless you're in Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. So, and even then it's rare. So we had this black snake and I thought maybe we could get some people with it, but it just seemed like nobody was like, yeah, nobody it's just reacted. a rubber snake. Yeah. yeah. We just couldn't get them. If you were in Arizona, people would be like, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Well, that's my point <laughs> yeah. is you got to pick your spots. Like, but yeah, I'm huge on this. I mean, I'm not good at it. Not golf course pranks. I'm good at pranks in general. Yeah. Golf course pranks, I'm a little bit more of a, you know, mental warfare, you know. <laughs> With your shirts. Crazy shirts <laughs> and crazy hats and crazy just asking people stupid questions like, do you inhale or exhale on your backswing? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because I'm me, some people like that. are like, wait, is he serious? <laughs> you see, you're thinking about it. I am thinking about it. So, yeah, I don't think there's an answer. I don't. If there is, I don't know what it is. I can't tell. I can't but literally sit here breathing But I'm in a out. huge. What was the context? I didn't click on the context. So, so there's context to this. So there was an Irish Open, um, the Pro-Am for Irish Open, and um, Richard Mansell was paired with a comedian whose name I think it's Josh. It's I think it's Josh Peters, but there's an I in there. Long story short, this guy literally had an earpiece in. The comedian had an earpiece in, and they had a, a camera crew following them, but the pro didn't know that. So this comedian was just like, being a dick. Like he was like, like 10 minutes late to their tea time. He shows up and he's like, Hey, I want to go back to, you know, the, the, oh. bit, the, the longer tea so I can rip a drive. And the pro was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like we have I to protect these teas. Like, um, and then at one point he asked, um, he asked Richard, the pro, if he could like take a spin with his driver, <laughs> Richard had to be like, no, I'm going to keep it. Thanks though. At one point the, this poor guy, cause he had no idea he was being pranked. Right. But like this poor guy literally turned to his caddy and was like, this is the worst pro-am partner I've ever had. I was about I to I I don't like that. It's fine in the context of a pro-am because there's no, like you're not playing in real tournament, whatever, like no money on the line, that kind of thing. Um, No real money at least. But I was struggling to come up with other, like set that aside. I don't know what other pranks I would even see on a golf course aside from your snake one. Yeah. Well, you got the exploding golf ball. What? Yeah. You don't know that? No. Oh yeah. Look up exploding golf balls. There's, I mean, that's one of the classics too. So the problem is with exploding golf balls is you got to use them with people that don't golf as much because they don't look that real. So oh, it's like, okay. it's hard, like for somebody who knows, I mean, they've gotten better. Okay. They do definitely look better now, but they're basically like a, 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 a plastic ball with a bunch of powder in there. Oh God. And so when they hit it, the powder just goes everywhere. You've probably seen the, um, Gender reveals people do. Yeah. With golf clubs. With the, like, that's that's what it is. Oh. Those, they look like real golf balls. They just have powder in them. Okay. I, I'm just Googling it on my phone right now. There's an entire, somebody has an entire brand of yes. this. It, yeah. does, it does look fake though. Yeah, like that's the, the dimples problem. don't look so, right. So like I've bought them before and tried to use it with like folks that are, you know, they're kind of you know, like hardcore golfers. Yeah. And like they're like, they look down like, like I'll give it to the caddy and be like, you know, hey caddy, throw that over there. And then they'll get up to their ball. They'll be like, wait, this isn't what my is ball. This? Yeah. yeah. And then I've done it with like guys like that. I know that golf like once a year and it worked. Of course. Cause they're not yeah. looking closely. Yeah. I, I'd probably pee my pants a little if somebody did that to me. And I, I'm not a fun, my husband can attest to this. I'm not a fun person. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like pranks. I don't like me. How do you either. like Halloween and not pranks? Uh, because to me it's different. Like I get trick or treat. The whole point of trick is yeah. like the prank element, but nobody ever actually picks 
trick. They all just want candy. Um, but it's, I get it and I'm okay with it. And you never egged a house on Halloween? Not a single time. I've never teepeed a house. I've never egged a house. I've never done the My bologna seven in a year car. My four-year-old have, have teepeed a house. Well, those are children that are going to grow up way cooler than me. That's, <laughs> that's what that I don't know about that. Maybe a prison, but yeah, they... We were at a wedding last year for one of my wife's cousins and uh, we were at a, a restaurant and I said, you know, we should go teepee their house they're staying in because it was a destination wedding. And so we went into the bathroom of this restaurant and we stole toilet paper, you know, like the, um, the big rolls, like the industrial rolls where there's two of them in that thing. We broke into it with my pocket knife in the men's and women's bathroom, stole all the rolls. There was like eight of us got in this van after dinner, rolled over to the house they were staying in for their wedding. This was the day after their wedding. It was destination, so we were still there. And we TP'd the shit out of that place. You're, the kids were just oh sitting there ripping them, up the wall, ripping them up the trees. Oh, they were having a blast. Everybody was yelling and screaming. You are a, a, a criminal threefold. You're a thief, you're a trespasser, and it's distracting to private property. <laughs> I, <guess. It's> like, <laughs> you're I mean, the listen, there thing. was 10 of us at dinner. It was a big tab. I think they can afford <laughs> I think they can, we left a nice tip. I think they can uh, afford a couple cheap pieces of toilet or cheap rolls of toilet paper, but. I've never was, done it. I've it, never, uh, I don't even so ding dong fun. ditch. I've never even ding dong ditch. Really? Yeah. I'm a goody two shoes, Nick. I am the, you know, the other one. We had two other ones we used to like to do. One was called spotlighting. So we had like, you'd buy a giant spotlight. Oh, you told me this one. And you yeah. just like shine it in the window. Like all of a sudden it's be dark out, right? And you just go up underneath a window and then put the spotlight up the window, like raise your hand and turn it on in the house and it just goes, it freaks the hell Dude, out Dude, I me. watch too many horror movies. I would have a heart attack. And then the best one is Christmas tree, which yeah, you only can do one time that. a year. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm too much of a goody two shoes. So I, I guess that for the yay or nay, I'm probably a nay on this because I don't think I would react well yeah, and yay. it would ruin my round. Oh God. Okay. Nick, you have to tell the context of this and I'll tell you. Okay. Let me grab my phone because I literally have the, the little blurb from the article about this. So the question is yay or nay, the sax parenti IPO. I said parenti, it's parente, but sax parente, sax parente. Which are putters we carry. Putters we carry. They're friends of ours. We've had yep. Angelo on the podcast. We do love the Sax Parente people. Like this is not. Yeah. And, and, and the Parente an part of that, there's two guys and I can never remember their first names, but Sax is their last name, Parente last name. Mm -hmm. I know Gene Parente, who's the son of this Parente. He's one of the best golf testers in the United States. I mean, that's where Callaway, Taylor made you name him. He does all the third party testing. He does. And I mean, but the company has obviously gone yep. beyond all that. So whatever, they sell these really nice putters, they're high end premium, and they've been working towards an IPO for however long they, this has been wow, going on. Wow, yeah. So on August 15th, they had their IPO. Um, this is, and, and keep in mind guys, this isn't like a Scotty Cameron or like an Odyssey or something that's backed by a larger OEM. Like they're kind of their own entity. They did their IPO. The pricing was $4 per share with 3.2 million shares available. Within hours, Something curious happened. The price soared to $32 a share, eventually closing at essentially $30 for a 624% gain on its first day. So the volatility actually caused NASDAQ to pause trading on it 19 times that day because there was like red flags all over the place, right? Like what the fuck is going on with this company? At one point, the valuation was over $467 million. And this is a company that when they filed for their IPO, they stated they had only generated in 2023 sales of approximately $90,000 with a $917,000 net loss. So obviously anybody that understands stocks and all that shit is going pump and dump. 
Somebody pumped and dumped. Yeah. But I see, the thing is, is the article that was written by Golf Digest, and listen, I love the guys at Golf Digest. Yeah. It, that, that was a little bit clickbaity. Because, sure. like anything first else. of all, the people within the company can't pump and dump. Correct. Okay. So I've been a part of these, like friends and family, early, you know, IPOs, things like that. You have to hold for a certain amount of time. I, there's probably, a lit, you know, I don't know what it is. I think it's like 30 or 45 days, whatever sure. it is. Certainly somebody on the outside could have pumped and dumped this thing. Um, I mean, there are some couple people at Sachs Perenni that were in the financial world at one time, and maybe they have an old friend or somebody that pumped and dumped it. Who knows? Yep. I really don't know how that goes against Sachs Perenni, though. Yeah, agreed. And in the article, they talk about this place in, you know, St. something Joseph, Missouri, yeah. which actually there is a place in St. Joseph, Missouri that has made shafts and arrows and things in the past. And so my belief is, is they don't, it's still under that name, and that's why they didn't get because I don't know if Saks Perini technically bought it or not. Yeah, the, the context here is that Golf Digest and some other people were looking into Saks Perente, yeah. obviously, and, and their basically company listing lists this place in Missouri, and there was no record of it. And people literally right. were talking to, like, the sheriff's department Listen, in this Missouri this place. this is a, like a 10-person company or Correct. less. Correct, yeah. And it's a small company. They stated that in their thing. They did an IPO to raise money to go to the next level. Well, they That's also exactly needed to pay back they, a lot of investors. What's that? They needed to pay back a lot of investors right. too. So yeah. this is the, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not worried. Like I'm not saying, I'm not saying yay or nay to this because there's no yay or nay. I just think it's an interesting IPO is one way to do this. I would have done it a differently, different way. I would have gone through uh, either find raising money, like which they've done in the past mm-hmm. or an institutional you know, uh, somebody institutional. Like That's a Titleist we, buy you out or whatever. Yeah, well, more that, uh, maybe not that, maybe that, but, uh, you know, like P venture money, sure. angel investors. That's what I did. Yeah. Uh, it's worked out great, but anyway, to each their own. Okay. Um, and then we have <laughs> yay or nay backyard greens. Are you talking like a, a green in your backyard? Like a nice one. Yeah. Like actually so installing it. My old house that I moved from a year and a half ago. Now I put a huge backyard green in. Chipping area, putting area, the whole nine yards. When we first moved into the house, like we had bad drainage back there. It was like a mud pit, the whole nine yards. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wonder what it is if I wanted to just build this sweet ass, like big putting green, chipping area, whole thing. And then he could probably build it up to make the water drain to this certain area where I need it to go. And I could solve all these problems in one. I did it. It was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. I miss it. And at my new house, I want to eventually put one there. Interesting. I just haven't done it yet. So you're yay. I I think I'm a yay as well. I would, so I, we have a dog that like the, we only have a yard for him. Like I couldn't give a shit about right. having a yard if it weren't for this animal that I have that needs to go to the bathroom three times a day. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for me, I probably would never go out there and use it, but I think in concept, it would be kind of cool. Well, so I didn't use some people I see. I know some people that have it and use it a lot. I didn't use mine a ton, but it was fun to have when I had it. Okay. And it cut down on my maintenance. It cut down on the mud in my yard. It was, I loved it and I want to do it again. And when you do want to use it, it's awesome to have. Yeah, because it's there. You can yeah. go outside and do whatever. That's cool. And then, so getting out and of And it's not as expensive as people think. You, I would shop it around a little. I did. But it yeah. doesn't have to be as expensive as people think. Well, and I also think too, like you said, you're going to save money in the long run on maintenance. Anyway. I, I had less mowing. Correct. Less all that. So I think that's a win personally. Skipping out of the golf world, yay or nay, Christmas decor being up in stores already. Hate it. Thank God. Okay. I thought we were going to fight. No, I love Christmas. I love Christmas, but Christmas, I like to do my holidays. Okay. Yeah. Because I like, I said, I'm a fall guy. Mm -hmm. I like my Halloween. I like my Thanksgiving and then I'm a Christmas. So 
for me, it's like you can convince me mid September to the end of October is Halloween. All of November is Thanksgiving for me. Mm -hmm. And then all of December. And then I ride Christmas into like mid January, which is fine. That's kind of my seasons. I'm with you. I walked into Costco the other day and they had all of their Christmas stuff up. And I turned to my husband and I went, we have to leave. Like, I can't support this. I do not abide. Like, I was so upset. I'm like, we haven't even hit Halloween yet. What is happening? Pumpkin spice lattes are back. They sure are. Have never and had I'm going to down a hundred of them. I know you are. You're, you're, in fact, you're a PSL in fact, I always kind put, of guy. I, I, I don't always put, you know, I, I typically put a little creamer in my coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. I didn't used to do that. I started doing it a couple of years ago. And I told my wife the other day, I'm like, we need to find, because I drink like an almond. I do like an almond creamer. Try to be healthy. Yeah. But uh, I go find the pumpkin spice immediately, please. Yeah, it's out like it's out there. It's we're in the season. It's here. Yeah, but Christmas can suck it at least for another six weeks. (laughs) That's how I feel about that. Um, So I'm a big nay. And then lastly, yay or nay. Oh, can't wait to hear you sound off on this. Aaron Rodgers' first game is a New York Jet. So this as a lifelong Bears fan. Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you right now. When he walked into that, walked into that with the uh, American flag. No, no, no. Rocky. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> There's no denying that that opening, whatever, props. That was awesome. Okay. But when he went into that tent injured, I sent out multiple texts to tons of people going, "Dead. Pronounced dead. Stop. I hope he's pronounced dead. Stop. And everybody's like, "Wow." And I'm like. I can't, this guy just, you know, whatever. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy. I mean, I had to, listen, I can respect the guy, but as a sports lover, he beat me up for too many years. Mm. I had to take 20 years of lashing. So then does that make you a yay because he got injured and he's done for the season? Yeah, I think it's awesome. He might be, like his career might be. No, his career's probably done. Well, I think he, I think honestly, he wanted his career to be done in a sense. And then he found this way to get to maybe a Super Bowl again. Yeah. And so the Jets, I mean, the Jets are a powerhouse. If they had him, they were going to be pretty darn good. And so I, I don't, I don't shed a tear for this. And I don't think he does either. I, I think, listen, it sucks. Yeah. He's not going to go get his Super Bowl that he was hoping to get. But at the end of the day, I think Aaron Rodgers is ready to walk away from the game anyway. He, he probably, it's it sucks that it has to be an injury though. Because my thing, yeah. it's it's bad karma in general, but it's bad sports karma to take it. I think some of it's like on pleasure. him too, by the way. A couple interesting facts. Leonard Floyd, who tackled him, yeah. former bear. Yep. Which, Big time bear. I mean, the karma's there. My yeah, man. the karma's there. It's there. Uh, for I just bear. don't like wishing injury on people. Well, no, I don't either. Like, I, I'm kind of having fun with the whole thing. And, you know, the whole thing is dead. Like, obviously, <laughs> I don't want him dead. Yeah, he's not dead. But I just like sitting there going, you know, it's just. But here's what I will say. You think about how long Brady played in this league. Mm-hmm. You never saw Brady out and about. He wasn't at games. He wasn't anywhere. He was in the gym. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was getting ready. He was making sure his body was ready, his Bang mind his was ready, life. everywhere. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is at like, you know, he's at Wimbledon or not Wimbledon, U.S. Open. He's at um, for tennis. Yep. He's at uh, whatever the Yankees game. He's at all these games. He's at concerts. He was dabbing Jake Paul or whoever before the game. I don't think this guy kept his body where he needed to keep it either. Maybe not. If Tom Brady got hit like that at that age. It wouldn't happen to him. Yeah. Because he made his body strong. Maybe. I I just I just feel bad for him because injuries suck. And I don't feel bad for the New York Jets fan base at all because uh, fuck them. Like, it's New York. Like, I there's a rivalry there. Well. You know? And I know that we have Jets people. Jets fans are like 
Cubs fans. I know. We have people in this company who are like New York fans, yeah. not even just Jets or Giants, but like just New York fans. So it's like, that's a rivalry, obviously. But I do feel bad and RIP to anybody who had Aaron Rodgers on their fantasy team. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you're going- all the things that happened and that led up to that and the history of the Jets and just everything, it's its unbelievable. I can't, I can't believe it happened. And then they win the game. I mean- Wild. That, I think i think that's what they call like an, uh, an Irish funeral. Something okay? like that, yeah. An Irish funeral where you're celebrating, but there's a dead person there. Correct. Aaron Rodgers being the dead person, but you won. Thank <laughs> I'm in, so before we get into the questions, cause we have three good questions today. I was introduced to a new type of quote unquote fan. It's not really fantasy, but it's kind of a league that you can do um, that I'd never heard of. I'm currently in an NFL eliminator league. Have you oh, ever heard yeah. of those? Yep. Yeah. So for our so listeners- you pick a team every week? You pick a team every week. But you only pick week. them once a week, Correct. once a time. And yep. if you are wrong, you're out. They've been called survival leagues, things oh, like survival. that. that I've done sense. survival leagues where they do the same thing. You can only pick a team once. Yeah, so you have- you. Are you picking them just to win or is the spread involved? No, 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 no spread. Okay. So yeah, you're just picking the winner each week. So it's like you have your matchups. You can only pick a team once. And then so if you're you wrong, you're out. So did you go with the favorite out. week one or did you try a wild card? I did. I went with Commanders. Oh, okay. So Barely squeeze it out. Yeah. That was a good one to do though. They, well, because they're kind of a shitty team. So I yeah. got them out of the way early, but it was like pretty much everybody in the league picked either the commanders or the Ravens for week okay. one. Um, so everybody was fine. <laughs> I think only yeah. one person picked like the chiefs for like Thursday night football or whatever. And that did not work out. Yeah. You never want to pick the favorites the first week. Yeah. And this is obviously going to date the episode or whatever, but I just never, I had just never been or even heard of this type of league. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Let's do that. So um, I'll let you know if I'm out. Right now I'm good. We're, we're past week one. So I'll let you know when I get booted. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our friends at the Seymour Putter Company. Did you know that Club Champion carries the largest selection of Seymour milled putters in the country? Our fitters are also extensively trained and certified to fit Seymour's unique rifle scope technology alignment system. Thousands of satisfied Club Champion customers have found that hiding the red dot means more made putts. Set up a Seymour putter fitting at Club Champion to find out how a Seymour putter can help your game. Um, let's dive into some questions. So we've talked about this one before, but we are in putter fitting month. So let's rehash it a little bit. How does Sam Putt Lab work? So Sam Putt Lab it has a little device that goes on your putter. It looks like a T. It looks like an upside down T that goes on your putter. Then you also have this device that sits on the ground. And basically it's kind of like a, um, a radio wave and it, it, it kind of talks back and forth between each other. And it watches your strokes and it gives 28 different parameters in which to look at your stroke. So it's looking at the tempo of your stroke. It's looking at the path of your stroke. It's looking at how you aim before before you putt and after you putt. So, you know, um, at address and at impact, where's your putter face aimed? It's looking at how much loft you have on the putter when you actually come through. It's looking at how much loft you have on your putter when you're at your address. It's looking at how much the face opens and closes during your stroke. It's looking at all these different things. And then what it does is it takes you through a really nice slideshow of showing you the different parameters of your putting stroke, okay? And based off the parameters of your putting stroke, these 28 points, what kind of putter is gonna fit you best? So do we need a mallet or a blade? And basically that's gonna be something that's like, for example, like if you have more straight back, straight through, a lot of times it's gonna recommend a mallet because Think about a mallet's like an aircraft carrier. It takes a long way to turn, right? So it doesn't want to turn. It wants to go in a straight line. That's like a mallet. I always say like, if you have a big arc to your stroke, it's more like it's going to have more of a blade style putter. It's more like a fighter jet. It can turn, it can wiggle, it can do things more often. So speedboat, however you want to look at it. 
So then it's also going to look at like your toe hang ear putter. Most people know what toe hang is hard to explain over a radio. Long story short is if you were to balance your putter on your finger, like take the shaft and balance it on your finger and let the face just hang. Sometimes you're going to have a face that shoots straight up. That's face balance. Sometimes you're going to have 30 degree, 45, 60, 90. That toe hang is important because like we talked about, it's measuring the rotation of your putter face. So you want the one that's going to rotate with your putter, your, your stroke most naturally allow you to square up. You're not fighting that rotation. The putter's trying to do. So that's another thing. It loft. Most people don't even know putter has loft on it. I mean, most people are like, wait, putters have loft. Yeah. Typically from the factory, they're going to have three to four degrees, but you may add loft. You may decrease loft. Look at Phil Mickelson, all that forward press, all those years. He had like eight degrees of loft on his putter to make up for that forward press. Vice versa, like myself, I add loft. I kind of throw my hands at it a little. I can fix that, but I'm not going to. Uh, so I need more like one or half a degree loft on my putter. And having the proper loft in the putter is so important because A, where are you going to hit it on the face? So like if you don't have the proper loft in the putter, like let's say you have too little, you might hit it too high on the face, too much, you're hitting it too low on the face. When you have it the right loft, you're hitting the center of the face. Plus, it's how the ball is going to start rolling. If the ball gets hopping or skipping or drilled into the ground and then hopping and skipping, it's going to want to roll offline or it's going to hit more stuff. You want that thing to get off and start rolling to have that true roll. But then you have the lie angle of the putter. So, you know, everybody thinks the putter just should sit flat on the ground. That's not true. Everybody's different with that based on how they hold their hands, how their stroke is, how their aim is. So it's going to help you understand what lie you should have in your putter, not necessarily just flat on the ground. And then there's other things that's going to help you with length. It's going to help you. It also, it, it sees your tempo, right? So that's how we can play with the weight. We can add weight to the putter, take weight out of the putter in order to help you with your tempo because weight in the putter can dictate how your muscles activate and move. That's it. That's Sam Putlam. There's other things out there. There's like Quintech. There's some other, you know, putter tools out there. My problem is with them is they focus so much on the ball. Okay. Oh yeah. And this is the whole chicken and egg thing, right? So, you know, you, the chicken lays the egg and then there's an egg. Yeah. At one point there must've been something that happened to create that first chicken, but none of us know the answer to that. What I do know is that a putter gets the ball rolling. And if we don't have the proper putter getting the ball rolling, I need to focus on the putter first and then I can focus on the ball. Sure. Yeah. So that's why I like Sam Putt Lab. It focuses more on the putter that's causing the ball to roll. And if you've never had a putter fitting, this is the best time. Some of us to do it. Yep. Free free fit if you buy a putter or get a putter shaft. Correct. Um, And then we have when deciding between a fairway wood or a hybrid for any given golfer's bag makeup, what factors go into the recommendation? For me, it's first starts with where I think their strong suit is. So if they have a little bit of a steeper swing, they hit irons better, stuff like that. I'm probably leaning towards the hybrid, right? And if they have more of a shallow sweeper swing, I'm probably leaning more towards the fairway wood. That's the first thing I look at, right? In the event that they can hit both, then I'm looking at, okay, what do we need for this player? If I need more launch, I'm going fairway wood. Mm-hmm. It's got a lower center of gravity. It's going to get the ball up in the air half faster. If I want something that's a little bit more penetrating, a little bit more controllable for a player, then I'm probably looking more at the hybrid, okay? So if I'm looking, you know, if a player tells me, what, if a player is a little bit shorter and needs distance, probably look at the fairway wood. It's going to probably go farther than the hybrid in most sure. instances. Hybrid, if the distance isn't quite this important, then I'm going hybrid. But I would say mostly, first, let's look at contact. Let's see what you need. Do you need something? If you're a little bit more of a sweeper, let's go. Like, I, I'm i a steep guy. Long fair, wood, bad. Very bad. Very <laughs> yes, bad. I can't hit one to Yeah, <laughs> so hybrid, hybrid is very good for me because I can get steep on it. And, you know, I can work around some of the other things, right? So that would be the first thing. Yeah, maybe I need more launch. Maybe I need more distance. 
but if I can't hit it, it does me no good. Right. So it's like, okay, you're going to go with hybrid. So I would say first, think about what you are. Come get fit would be the right answer. But if you're just wanting to know, think about which one, do you do better with fairways? Do you do better with hybrids? Start on that and then work your way in. Makes sense. I have both in my bag. I will almost never pull a fairway unless I'm teeing it up because I, I can't hit a fairway off the deck to save my life. Can't do it. <laughs> so I just won't. I just won't do it. And then lastly, which would you rather give up forever? The ability to play through or being able to get out of a hazard in one shot? I know Joe Lee's answer based on your story from earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's funny. I try not to read this until the last, because I know you always put these weird ones the in here. little fun ones, yeah. Yeah, so, and I like to have more of a natural reaction to it. So here, here, here's my thing. I play quick. And you okay? like to play through. The ability to play through, I don't think I could give that up. Yeah. Being able to get out of a hazard in one shot sounds really nice. Well, okay, I should say, I can get out of any hazard in one shot. Okay, I'm not worried about that. I would you're say giving up the ability to do that to like, you'll, you'll never be able to get oh, out of so a I hazard. Can never do that. Yeah. So it's, which one are you giving up? So you're either never going to be able to play through again, or you're never going to be able to get out of a oh, hazard I didn't in one know shot that. again. Yeah. Oh shit. So which one are you so giving up? So now I'm just giving up the ability. So yeah, well, I can't. <laughs> That's why it's hard. <laughs> I can't, I gamble on golf. So I guess I have to, I'm going to have to sit there and twiddle my thumbs while I wait for somebody because I, I can't not get out of a hazard. I I'm mean, into hazards. Uh, we're counting bunkers as a hazard, yes, right? Correct. So yeah. that's why I put hazards. Yeah. So bunker, yeah. no, I mean, I wish I was a better ball striker that I could say, you know, maybe once around I could take two shots to get out of one. Uh, no, you got to give we're that going. one up. Yeah. yeah. I, I struggle with this one because like I, I very rarely get out of a hazard in one shot anyway. So like that doesn't really change my life at all, but let's assume I was a more accomplished golfer. I think let's say this though. I don't play golf courses where I have to play through much because I play golf courses I can play fast on. Uh, so that does help my thing a little bit. So I I think I would give up the ability to play through anyway, just because like, first of all, I like, I'm, I'm not rushing anyway. Like I'm not trying to run through, like I'm good. If I'm golfing, I've set aside four hours of my day. I don't think that's as big of a deal to me as the idea of like, if one of these days I'm going to hit a really good sand wedge and I'm going to be like, yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> like giving that up would suck. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that was a little tougher because I didn't think about it as a one it's or the either other. Either or, yeah, you have to give you have to give up the no, ability. I'm going with I I I'll have to go. Here's the good news. I I don't. I, well, yeah, I just can't. I can't take two shots. <laughs> can't be a I, I don't hit enough greens to to be confident enough to say I'd be willing to do that. Yeah, and I think my frustration, like let's say it's a hole, like where we have some bets on, and that happened. I'd be like, well, fuck, I would have rather waited 10 minutes. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I'll just sit in the, maybe I'll have to take, like, learn how to do other things on the golf courses. I'm waiting for people to play. There we go. We got we to gotta get some other hobbies up in there, aside from fun shirts. Got ah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys, that's all we have for you this week. Um, next time you hear from us, we will probably be talking Ryder Cup, but we will also be talking to our friends from Fujikura. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Fits with the Founder. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to support our show. And if you want more equipment content, check out Club Champion Media on all of your favorite socials.